Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I am riddled with excitement right now to be podcasting. Um, It's been a long time since I've recorded anything new because I did move and I started a full-time job. So I may or may not get into that at some point on this podcast, but for now, I just wanted to say hello and welcome back. Uh, Like I said, it's been a while and um, there's been quite a few topics that are on my mind um, that I have either kind of locked away knowing that I would come back to it or started to actually blog on. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do. And my link to the blog is on my bio of my Instagram page. Uh, my Instagram is foodtritionheals, so kind of like a play on nutrition, but foodtritionheals. And uh, I talk a lot about eating disorder recovery and living more mindfully. I post some recipes, some of my meals, life things, lots of psychology, etc. So follow me on there. Thank you for being here and let's get started. So in light of my starting my full-time job, like I said, I don't have to get into the specifics of what I'm actually doing right now. But I will say that I have accepted a job or did a while ago to be a district manager for Aldi, which is a grocery store if you haven't heard of it before. Um, One brother owns Aldi and one owns Trader Joe's. So not that surprising. I'm working in the food industry. Um, I'm excited, but it's been a huge adjustment. It's been really hard uh, to just kind of swallow a lot of the differences in what my life was before and what it is now, especially As everyone knows, our lives have changed with quarantine and with COVID-19. A lot has come up for everyone. And I definitely come from a place of privilege in that my life this past summer was very stress-free, very responsibility-free, and super grateful for that. I lived with my best friend and her family, and it was fantastic. But now switching into this very adult style of living, though I'm happy, is it is a big adjustment. So that is why I bring the podcast to you today, which is all about how to be okay with not doing it all. So I'll dive into that a little and just say our culture is obsessed with doing it all. We all are fed this narrative that is important and honestly necessary for us to I mean, it depends what what age you are, so take what I say that applies to you and leave the rest, Um, but that it's imperative for us to, you know, have a healthy, lasting relationship, to be the best friend and always available for social outings, to thrive in your work or school place, um, to upkeep a family if you're at the age where you're either married or having children, to keep a house or apartment or wherever you live very clean and organized to prioritize self-care now that that has become such a buzzword and hot wellness topic. I love it, so I'm not no shame, but I think the word gets thrown out there a little too often. Um, But prioritizing self-care, so you're also supposed to, you know, take care of your body and your mind, and I totally agree that you should, but, you know, that was like the eighth thing I said on the list after we're taking care of everyone else and we're doing our responsibilities. supposed to also take care of ourselves supposed to eat a certain way, we're supposed to exercise, we are supposed to 
um, upkeep with our family life. There's so, so, so many things that our society kind of um, projects as expectations for us to live a quote unquote balanced or normal life. And I already did an entire podcast about the illusion of balance. So I suppose this episode would almost go hand in hand with that in saying you make your own balance because what is balanced to someone else is not going to be balanced to you. And I love to think of and try to practice, though it's very hard for me, that life comes in seasons just like weather. We don't have to do all eight or nine or ten things every day. Maybe one month we're way more focused on our family, but the next month, you know, we feel like we're in a good relationship with those people and we can focus more on our friends. Or maybe everyone's out of town and it's the winter, people are staying in more, and we have a lot of time to read the books we wanted to read and, you know, do some face masks or take more baths or listen to podcasts, you know, whatever, turn more inwards. Life doesn't have to be the same thing every day, and you certainly don't have to incorporate everything every day to have balance. So back to the topic, how to be okay with not doing it all. I am going to give you eight to ten ways to kind of help with this feeling and hopefully encourage people to just give themselves some more slack. And again, I'm talking about this because it's something that I need to do. That's usually why I either blog about something or create a podcast because it's on my mind for a reason. I'm living it or I'm thinking about it or whatever. And so I'm right here with you guys, but these are some things I've noticed that help me or things that I would like to implement more. So I'm going to share them with you. So step number one, acknowledge all the things that you are doing. I could be much better at this. It is very hard to be celebrating ourselves in, like I said, a society that always expects us to do more. Um, We're not really taught to be positive about all the things we are doing. We're taught to look at the things that we aren't doing as an effort to change it or incorporate it, you name it. So step one is to acknowledge all the things that you are doing. And that could be, for example, you are going to work. So yes, that change, you started a full-time job, but you're going to work. For me, I'm spending 10 hours a day that I was not before at work. That is a long time for people who are starting school. You are spending way more time on Zoom or um, doing homework, reading textbooks, having meetings. If you, I mean, if you've been working this whole time, like acknowledge what you are doing. So if work is one of those things, if um, you have a good exercise routine, acknowledge that you're doing that. Maybe you found a good new book and you're reading a couple pages a day acknowledge that you're doing that. Prioritizing some meal prep or making dinner X amount of times a week or seeing your family one time a week. Acknowledge that that is happening because those are all important things. And instead of thinking, well, you know, I ate really well this week. I worked out when my body wanted me to and I had the energy. I went to work every single day. I made sure that I got seven to nine hours of sleep but I didn't see all the friends I wanted to see. I didn't get to journal as much as I wish I could have. I wasn't able to make a doctor's appointment. Those are three things you didn't do, but there's four to five that you did, and that is great. So 
Acknowledging the things we are doing is going to shift our mindset to be more positive as opposed to focusing on the negative, which we all know we have a tendency to do. So building off of that, when you acknowledge all the little things you're doing, you are celebrating the little things. Maybe they're not even little. Like I said, going to work for 10 hours a day, not little. That's a big part of your life. So celebrate that. Focus on those good things. Focus on the priorities and the productivity you are having so you're less likely to be down on yourself for the few things you did not have time for. Step number two, know that no one does it all. It is very easy to go on Instagram or Twitter or talk to a friend and think that they are doing everything under the sun and that you suck. That's not true. No one does it all. Even the most powerful people in the world do not do everything every day. And by kind of making that more normal, it takes the pressure off of us to think that that's actually something that's plausible to do, let alone feasible. And I think because we all make these assumptions about social media and influencers and just the culture that we have now to, like I said, do it all, we assume other people are, which makes us feel worse when we don't. But if we can kind of all say, hey, like, I didn't do that today, or I haven't done laundry in two weeks, or I got takeout the past two nights for dinner because I was too tired to cook, like, those things do happen. And maybe they don't happen all the time. Maybe they do. Maybe someone has a better, like, grasp on their specific routine. But you can do that and still acknowledge that no one is doing it all. Maybe someone can be organized with their own expectations, but you can do that too. It still doesn't mean that you can do everything at once. And by kind of removing that belief, which again is false, we take the pressure off of ourselves and also just make our lives and day-to-day -day more realistic because expecting ourselves to work <clears throat> and do the eight things we want to do every single day is just, it's not going to work. And if you do do it, you're probably not doing it with the best integrity and you're also probably not receiving the benefits from whatever that is. If you hate your workout for 25 minutes, you're doing hit, you're stressing your body out, that's not giving us the long-term benefits. If you're rushing through um, a beautiful meal that you wanted to cook, you're not even enjoying it. If you say you want to meet up with a friend but you say, oh, sorry, I have 45 minutes, I got to go, that's not really going to make them feel that great. So using our time wisely and acknowledging that not doing everything all the time is actually going to lead to more in-depth experiences with the things we do choose to do is more beneficial. Step three kind of builds off the last one, which is resist the comparison trap. And I already touched on this a little bit, but I'll say comparing ourselves is not going to change anything about our situation. It stresses you out. It probably makes you sad or resentful of whoever you're comparing yourself to. And it's not productive. We're wasting our time that we ideally want to be spending doing all these quote-unquote things, comparing ourselves to someone who we believe is doing them when they very well may not be. Just because someone posts a picture of a book doesn't mean they read the whole thing. Just because someone posts a picture of a really pretty dinner doesn't mean that they make dinner every night. Just because someone um, posted a picture with their friends doesn't mean that they're the most social person ever. So by removing and resisting comparison, 
we can focus on ourselves. We can ask ourselves the questions of what do I want to do? What is important to me to accomplish today? Where can I prioritize my life in the ways that's going to bring me happiness instead of pushing someone else's life onto yours? It doesn't help, like I said, doesn't change the fact of whatever you're trying to work on. It only is going to make you feel bad. And I know that it's so easy to compare ourselves. So I'm not saying that this is going to be a task you can change overnight. But I've been trying to be really um, cognizant of it, mostly when it comes to body image. So that's a whole other topic. But I can say it helps because um, I've tried. This is just a little example. Instead of like when you start to feel bad about something that someone else is doing, you're not. Try and think about five other people. Like, okay, well, that person does this, but they don't do that. This person works out four times a week, but they don't have the same friendships that I do, or they don't care about their family and the relationships they're building as much as I'm trying to right now. That's not where they're at. They're trying to focus on themselves and their body and their physical and mental health, and I'm focusing on my relationships. Or this person cooks all their meals and like, I want to do that so bad. Okay, well, you work way more than that person does and they have time. Maybe you can schedule in a few times a week to do some meal prep so that you feel more prepared. Instead of comparing, look to the things that you actually want to do and then implement them. So instead of comparing and assuming you should be doing the same things, use it as an opportunity to turn inwards and ask yourself what you need to do to feel fulfilled in your actions, your behavior, and your day-to-day life. So this is going to bother people who don't like to journal, but I will always, always, always be a journaling fan, and I have to talk about it because I do it way too often for it not to be a part of this. Write about your feelings. Write about how you feel like you're not doing it all, and like I said in step number one, write about the things you are doing because... I did this, which is why I feel so passionate about it. When you write things down, you can sometimes see that they're not as bad as they feel when we continually go over them in a loop in our mind. So if you acknowledge, um, you know, I'm feeling like I'm not doing it all, but here is what I'm doing and here's what I want to do. When you see that on paper, you can be like, oh my God, I'm actually doing way more than I realized and no wonder why I'm exhausted or okay, I'm doing all this stuff, but there's one more thing I really want to add in. Where can I do that? So I'll give you an example here. I had been talking to my friends about how I was stressed that, like, I wasn't finding the right balance with work and that there's things that, like, I really still want to make sure I'm doing. And before I started work, I made a list of the things I didn't want to compromise on despite working. And I will say that's a great idea, too, because most of those things have really held true for me. But... Um, I was talking to my friends about this and then I, and I hadn't been journaling as much. And last week I like just the flip switch and I started journaling and now I'm doing it a lot every day, but, um, I never really stopped. I just wasn't doing it enough for it to be effective for me. And I wrote down and started thinking about, you know, just where my head was at. And I realized, okay, you feel like you're not balanced enough, but, You've been seeing your friends almost every time that they're hanging out. You have seen both of your grandparents and both of your parents in the last week. 
you go to work for 10 hours every single day. You've been prioritizing that you go to bed by 10 every night. You are cooking all of your own food and bringing things to lunch. So it's making your body feel good. Uh, and I started reading a new book and I'm journaling. So those are all really positive things. They are social, they are physical, they are mental, and they're both interpersonal and relationship based. So I realized I'm doing a lot better than I think I'm doing. And I was also going to yoga and teaching yoga. Like I, I was being way too hard on myself for, um, the time. And this is the point that I'm trying to make. Sometimes when we write things down, they become a little bit less intense. Step number five is a little bit more tangible, and that is to schedule in those things that do matter to you. Kind of mentioned this before, but if something feels like it's lacking, try and schedule it in. Um, I listened to a podcast by, um, her name is Katie Duda. It's called The Real Raw You Podcast, and I messaged her the other day and said, I've been listening to them like crazy because one, I love her voice. It's very soothing. Two, I think she really knows what she's talking about. She went through uh, recovery from anorexia, which is similar to me. And she just has a lot of wisdom. She's a health coach and specializes in digestive health. Um, anyway, so there's a little plug for her if you want another podcast, The Real Raw You. It's great. Um, but she said that something she does is like write in her calendar when she's going to do a brain dump, which is, if you haven't heard of it, just like you're letting everything out onto paper so that it kind of gets out of your head and you feel just a little, it can, if you enjoy journaling, can make you feel a lot less stressed out. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So when I, when I realized I hadn't been journaling enough to be effective for me, that day that I started writing a ton, I also took my calendar and I wrote in some days during the week which were, I just penciled in self-care slash journaling. Because if I don't want to write and I want to do something else or whatever, but it's there in my calendar, um, so I see it. And then I also scheduled some brain dumps for Sundays, just like she did, because I was like, that's a great idea. Beginning of the week, kind of fresh slate. Um, so that's just one example. But if you feel like, you know, you want to um, be cooking more, you can make two days, two hours out of the week where you're cooking um, schedule workout classes right now. That's almost easier because I know a lot of places like you have to schedule for, for me, we do at my yoga studio. So I'll usually do that ahead of time. And then I know when I'm going, so it just, it gets off my mind. I don't have to think about if I'm going to work out or not. Uh, and then like if you have work or school, those are obviously blocked times that you know already exist. So you can kind of schedule around that. I think it just puts your mind at ease knowing this thing is important to you that you want to get done. If you put it in your calendar, one, there's a higher chance you're going to do it. And two, you don't have to keep thinking about when you're going to because it's already there and it just removes it from your heart or your head, wherever it's weighing on you. Step number six is so important because this is not scheduling and things you need to do. This is scheduling time to do nothing. Whether you're nothing is watching TV, sitting there, talking to someone, um, you know, watching YouTube videos or just laying in your room. Maybe it's visualization, whatever you want to do, but it's scheduled time that you don't have to do anything. And then you can decide what is going to fulfill you in that moment. 
because we're talking about the fact that we don't have to do it all. And part of not doing everything is also giving yourself a break. And we do not give ourselves enough rest. I fully believe that. I'm experiencing it right now. I am such an advocate for um, just breaks. Like I will sometimes be in the shower and be like, when I get out of the shower and until I go to bed, I just need to not think about anything because I'm exhausted of my thoughts. I'm exhausted of my day. doesn't even mean I'm in a bad mood. It's just like you need a break. And your body, whether you like it or not, is going to tell you eventually. So it's really great to do this as a um, preventative measure instead of waiting till you're entirely burned out. So find some time to relax. Um, you can use this time to also like reflect on what you want to change or maybe look different, like use it as a very like soul nurturing moment to just kind of check in with yourself. And maybe sometimes that does look more like a mental check in and uh, debriefing of how things are going. And maybe other times it just looks like watching Netflix, you decide, um, but really block out that time for yourself to just um, rejuvenate and Kind of just start fresh, give yourself a clean slate, and give your body um, a little bit of a breather. Step seven is to acknowledge change and also acknowledge accomplishments. A lot of the times when people feel like they're not doing it all, it's because something in their life is different and it's making them experience a shift that then convinces them they're not doing enough or the right things or the right amount of things. That would be the example of starting a new job or going back to school or, you know, maybe you had a baby or you got married. Something in your life shifted and because of that, your life doesn't look the same way and you're hard on yourself because it doesn't look the way that it did before. Um, so acknowledging that can kind of take the pressure off too, I think. Like when we go through these changes in life, it's a change for a reason. We're humans. We're meant to evolve. We're not supposed to stay the same for forever. And when that happens, other parts of our air, other areas of our life are going to shift as well. And that is okay. So a lot of this just comes down to acceptance. And that's not something our society loves to do, but it is imperative for content and personal peace. It is imperative to relax your body. It is imperative to relax your mind. If we don't acknowledge that things aren't going to look the same every day, we're constantly going to be disappointed and we don't need to be. The person that is setting all these expectations is you. It's not other people. And we are the first step into making that change and to giving ourselves more grace and love and understanding for the fact that life changes and we are going to change with it. And every day cannot look the same. If it did, that would be incredibly boring. And last but not least, prioritize taking care of yourself. When you feel this way, when you feel like you're not doing it all, when you feel like you're not measuring up, that is an opportunity for you to really take care of your body and your mind. There's a reason why we get these messages, and there's a good chance it's because you just need um, you know, to recheck in with yourself and to show your body and your mind that there's nothing to worry about, that change is okay. You're not prioritizing 
yourself, uh, these thoughts gain a lot more power because you don't have the opportunity to fact check them. Or like I said, maybe, you know, write about it and see that you're doing way more than you think. You don't have an opportunity to schedule the things that you do want to prioritize, you name it. So by prioritizing, taking care of ourselves, um, I think we can just come at this entire situation, this entire experience with more compassion and maybe just a little bit more peace because our bodies won't be in such a stressed out um, fight or flight mode. And that's really important. And I know, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, that self-care is such a buzzword, but it is important. It just doesn't have to be a massage and a pedicure. That's what I don't like about it is that self-care is like a marketing scheme now, like to buy something. And sometimes that's true. I'm all about massages. Don't get me wrong. But self-care is like the cheapest thing you can do as long as you find your thing. Like you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to whatever. It's just about doing things that make you happy, make you feel like you're okay. Honestly, it's as simple as that. Like what makes you feel like you're okay or better than you were before? So those are all of my tips, and I hope that they're helpful. I need to implement them myself. Um, Again, follow me on Instagram if you don't. Let me know if you like the podcast, and please, please, please leave a rating and review. This podcast is so new, and I am not a professional. I have a business degree and a minor in health and wellness promotion. So not a doctor. I don't, you know have anything except my experience and my vast knowledge of books on the subjects to talk about. But I'm still passionate about these things. And I foresee going down, you know, some sort of path in my future that has to do with it. I'm very um, dedicated to mental health and also physical health, but working on that. And um You know, it's complicated for me because I had an eating disorder. So whenever I say that, I think people kind of cringe a little bit because they don't want me to be too preoccupied. But there's a balance. Everyone, you know, can care about their bodies and how they nourish themselves. It's just you got to find that balance. Like I said, being okay with not doing it all. So thank you guys for listening. I hope this was helpful, really. Even if you can implement one or two of these things, I think it will really help. And a reminder to have grace with yourself. We have so much life yet to live. We don't have to figure it all out right now. And we definitely don't have to stress ourselves out about doing it all because nobody is. Thank you guys. Have a great day.